Blog Talk Radio.
Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming at you live in full effect on this Christmas Eve, Eve, December 23rd, 2018. Beautiful, beautiful Sunday afternoon out here in Houston, Texas. Um, You know, woke up this morning, put on my sweats, go outside, it's damn near 78 degrees out there. Uh, Looking forward to when I can get my pool built, because today would be a perfect day. This will be a swimming Christmas, I think. Uh, Maybe next year I'll be able to ball. Maybe I can invest in one of uh, Janelle's plants that he's got going on, give me some little income or something like that. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know how Janelle, he keeps the money to herself, but it's all good. Um, I know you're like, hey, Sunday show, RC usually is the host, my main man. Uh, you know, RC goes hard on the weekends. Um, this being a weekend where everybody's coming home, everybody's partying. I know how it was when I was however old RC is, like 33 or something like that. Uh, you know, you get out there. So he probably went extra hard last night. I can't complain. I can't, uh, you know, no shots at him this time because I know how that is. Um, but with me being, uh, you know, with uh, half of my family being Swedish, uh, we celebrate Christmas tomorrow. Uh, we, oh, Well, we have a celebration for Christmas tomorrow. Uh, then I have another celebration on regular Christmas Day uh, with the rest of my family. So we had to get the show done today, man. Hope R.C., uh, hopefully he wakes up and sees the text and he can call in. But uh, but until then, you know, when RCA here, I got one of my main men on the, uh, you know, on the boxing scene, my man Janelle, coming in to take over, uh, the co-host and, uh, you know, well, he, he usually is the co-host, but, you know, we're bringing him in. He always comes through when, uh, when we're having a little difficulties with one of me or R.C., um, but we're going to take it to Janelle. Hey, Janelle, you know, we ain't going into boxing right now. I don't want to hear nothing about no boxing right now. Just want you to, you know, let everybody know what you got going on for Christmas. Wish the people you have to uh, happy Christmas and Merry Christmas and all that before you start shooting your slugs at a black man. Janelle, how you doing? I wonder why you don't want to talk about boxing right now. I wonder right why now, you don't want to talk about boxing. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, fuck that. I'm getting into boxing right now. Your hometown, your hometown boys, man. They looked so mediocre last night. We gonna get into that, man. We gonna nah, get into nah, that, man. Nah, nah, I'm shooting right into but it. I'm Christmas getting right into time. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, 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 no. It's it's Christmas time. Curse you know, smashes you... Charlo. Dane, take him smash the other Charlo. Yeah, let's talk about. Fuck that. We on boxing right now. This is a boxing podcast. Fuck that. This ain't, it this ain't is. like the other it's... show. This ain't like the other show. This is a. Bo- this, this is the boxing podcast. Let's get into it. I just want to. Let's get into it. But we do, we we do want to let our listeners know <laughs> and our family know that we're wishing them a merry Christmas. Do we not? Our our Kwanzaa. Now they already know. They already know. They already know all that. They already know all that. They already know all that. All right. All right. That. Did you appreciate? Did you appreciate that West Coast uh, Christmas jam that I played to, at, at the beginning? Did you appreciate that? Do you know anything about that? No. I was anxious to talk about boxing. I'm I'm just yeah, yeah, anxious to talk about boxing. Hey. Hey, let's get into it. Let's get it. Hey, let's get into it. The name of this show, Outside of Boxing Podcast, is called Don't uh, Don't Cry for Charlos for the Charlos. 
And uh, this weekend, we had a lot of boxing. Saturday was jam-packed full of boxing. Started at about 3, uh, my time central. You know, we had about an hour break, and then we went right back into it, man. Uh, we got some knockouts, we got some wars, and we got some guys that underperformed on showcase matches, man. And when I say underperformed, we're talking about hey, my guys hey, from Willa. Houston, Texas. Go. I have a question. Yeah. No, no, hold on, man. Um, we we got to get to you, man. No, 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 no. I have a question. How is oh. that black cloud of Houston right now? How is it? How is what? How is that black cloud hanging over Houston right now? How is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, hey, it's, 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 it's a, a, a wonderful day out here. And it looks like the Texans, well, we're tied now, so we'll see how that goes. But the big fight of last night on Fox, we had a doubleheader, uh, two co-main events, uh, the Charlo brothers. Two basic fighters. Uh, two, we say two basic fighters. We got the Charlo brothers, uh, Jamel Charlo doing his first, having uh, starting the, well, no, no, no. We're going to start, we'll go down, we'll go from top to bottom uh, because we do want to talk about Brazil and everything else. So we're going to go top to bottom. So the headline of the night was Jamal Charlo, um, regularly scheduled to fight Willie Monroe Jr. Uh, Week out, out, Willie Monroe uh, failed the drug test. Uh, They put Korobov, Matt Korobov in to fight him. Matt Korobov, I think, uh, is a former champion. Uh, he had one loss to uh, Andy Lee, who he was beating, who he was beating until he got knocked out. A uh, week before, uh, uh, Charlo came into the fight. He was getting hit with that uh, with that left hand. Corbin being a soft call, he was getting with, hit with that left hand a lot in the first uh, four rounds. Uh, Charlo came back. See, we can't even. We can't even. We can't even. I gotta scratch that. I gotta scratch that because we can't talk about the first, the last fight without talking about the first fight. So let's rewind it. We're rewinding everything. Yeah, we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Jamel yeah. Charlo. Yeah, we got, we're going to talk about Jamel Charlo's fight with uh, Tony Harrison for his real WBC junior middleweight, um, middleweight uh, fight. Now, to me, it looked like Charlo, sort of similar to what Wilder did, came out pressing. You know, this was the first Fox show. You know, Fox started off. They had Jamie Fox doing a little rundown um, of the fight. You know, he had his little soliloquy of, you know, first uh, boxing is back on prime time at Fox. Big night for the Charlos. And it looked like Jamel Charlo came out there looking with a lot of pressure on him, looking to knock Tony Harrison out. Since Tony Harrison has been knocked out two times. He got in there, and Tony Harrison did what, uh, you know, Tony Harrison, I think he's from uh, Philly, I believe. Uh, He has great boxing skills, and he was boxing, you know. He was boxing, but he wasn't really trying to to fight at all. He wasn't really trying to, uh, you know, he he was in there to just box, move around. I won't say he was running, but he was in there to move around and not get knocked out while throwing some punches. And he did a good job of that. I had Jamel Charlo beating him by six rounds. I think, uh, no, nine rounds. I had it nine rounds to three for Jamel Charlo. But, you know, when it was said, I thought it was a robbery. 
and I thought it was a robbery, but I could see somewhat, maybe a draw. I could see where there were some closer rounds where Charlo was missing a lot of shots. Tony Tony Harrison was hitting him with, you know, a little one-two combo. Maybe you throw a three- or four-punch combo while he's backing away. But I don't think Tony Harrison did near enough to to win to win a belt, you know. I think that was sort of horseshit. And I think, really, WBC, because it was unanimous. Now, it's, you know, if it was a split decision, I would think maybe the fix wasn't in. Maybe it was just poor, ju- poor judging. But it was a unanimous decision for Tony Harrison when pretty much 90% of the world thought Charlo won. 10% thought, um, 10% thought uh, Harrison won. Uh, there's a few thought Harrison won. So I can see maybe a split decision, maybe. That's still a robbery. But he didn't, he, he didn't do enough to, to win a, a goddamn belt last night. But either way it goes, Jamel Charlo took his first defeat against Tony Harrison, 27-2, and two, um, last night in, uh, in New York City in, around, around Janelle's area. You know, I know Janelle was, you know, right after that, I got some texts from Janelle and Sign, the number two haters of Houston, Texas, right? So I want to go to Janelle. <laughs> so, he can, and, so I, so I, I want to go to Janelle so he could tell us, uh, so he could tell us that he picked Charlo to win, so he's wrong, and why he's celebrating a wrong pick so hard. And then we're going to my man JP. JP, I hate you missed our West Coast introduction. Uh, you were a little late. We put in five minutes of Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound right, Santa Claus. Go straight to the ghetto. We we going to you, Janelle. We got all day. Janelle, let's go ahead and get into it, my man. Well, first, well, first, Nick, is, uh, okay, when I missed this sort of fight, is like I said, okay, yes, I picked Charles to win. I thought he did win. But he had a lot of problems. Like I always said, he had a lot of problems. And, and I mean, he's a very basic fighter. Both Charles are very basic. Those all same one, two, only have his strength and athleticism. I picked Canelo to beat both of those guys if he fought it. Danny Jacobs stole the brother. Yeah, I mean, I picked her to knock this Charlo out. And you saw why last night. Man, the guy is very open. He's very wild. He, I mean, uh, he's off balance a lot. Um, I just least I scored an 8-4. I watched again. I saw some of the rounds that I guess some guys can give uh, Harrison. I still thought Charlie won a close fight, but I won't call it a supreme robbery. But I think he definitely still won. But still, like I said, the guy... It's very basic. He has a lot of things he needs to work on. I mean, the guy's off balance a lot. And that when the guy takes it, it, it and someone can take his power and not get knocked out, I mean, you got what you got last night. You know Because I mean, he makes no adjustments. He makes no adjustments. And the, and the commentator was very biased in the first round. Oh, my God, the incredible defense of Charles. I'm like, what defense are you talking about? I mean, this guy's getting peppered with jabs. He's not parrying. He's not slipping punches. And I, I mean, if a guy takes his power and brings him to, in, to later rounds, I mean, he saw what happened last night. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I still think he won the fight. Don't get me wrong. I think he won the fight. But even watching the fight, I was like, okay, now Hurd has got to be licking his lips at this guy. Hurd has got to be fucking dying for this fight because Hurd is a big boy. Okay. And he's not going to back off you. And he, you know what I mean? Okay, now let so me – like, Let me – let me ask you this. I just, I'm going to ask you, I'm just, we, I'm, I'm, we, we sticking with you, so you don't have to, we don't have to rush it. We're sticking with you. So, 
Um, you you do think that uh, this being a, the biggest stage these guys were on, the Charlos were on, that Jamel wasn't a little tight? Did it look like he was just going for the knockout? Do you think he thought it was easy work and he, he was, was just going for the knockout? Or do you think it was all skill? He was headhunting. He was headhunting, going for the knockout, and, and knockout men come, and he made no adjustments. He just kept going for the knockout, headhunting. I mean, barely trying to work the body, barely setting things. He, he's not trying to set up his power shot. He's just throwing them off for this. And, and guys seen that shit coming. Oh, Harrison's seen it coming. This was like, okay, now what else you got off of the strength of the rest of them? And this is like when that, that ring IQ comes into play, which he does not have. And this is why I don't see the guy being a superstar in the sport. I mean, the guy is there okay. to be hit. He doesn't parry. He doesn't slip punches. I mean, he, it's like how Broder was at 130 and 135. He's relying too much on his athleticism and strength. But see, Broner's problem is that he jumped up way too fast. He should have molded himself at the lighter weight, which is what he should have done. But Charlo better make the up him thing. He better do that uh, before he fights Hurd. He better mold himself before he fights Hurd, because Hurd's a big boy, and he ain't knocking Hurd out. Okay. He, All right, before we – go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If you see what Hurd is doing, okay, Hurd is doing what De La Hoya did when he first began his career – what a lot of guys done, like a Canelo did. Oh, yes, he's big for that division, but he's just like molding his. He's molding himself. If you saw how uh, early in his career, he always threw arm punches, a lot arm shots. And, but yeah, he was just that big and physically strong. Other guys just knock him out. Right, now, but now his last fight put more leverage in his shots. In other words, he worked on his. He worked on his stuff. This is why he stayed at a weight that he was extremely big for. Same thing with Canelo. Uh, Canelo early in Canelo's career. If you look at him now. He's using more leverage in his shots. Okay, why throw him into the wolves so early and fucking end his career? And that's what Hurd is doing. That's what uh, Charlie's doing at 154. He better not fight anyone elite uh, just yet. He better really uh, take a few fights and work on things because he has a lot to work okay. on. Okay. All right. Before we before we go into the future, Jamel, we're gonna go. We're gonna hit this boy JP. Uh, I'm a uh, yeah yeah. We're gonna hit this boy JP coming out of. Inglewood, out there, I think that's where the damn, uh, where the fucking, uh, where LAX is, Inglewood out there. Uh, I know it's probably, what, 53 degrees out there. You know, we're we're at a nice 78 out here in Houston. I had to turn on the fan in the garage this this, uh, this afternoon. <laughs> JP, what's, what's going on, man? How did you see, hey, first of uh. all, Merry Christmas, my man. Uh, you missed the Santa Claus is, 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 is going to the ghetto from uh, Dog Pound, Snoop Dogg's uh, Christmas album. I put that out there. I know you said I, I hate West Coast rap, but I, that's one of my favorite Christmas uh, rap songs of all time. Um, Merry Christmas to you, man, when it's coming up to you and your fam. How did you see the fight? Um, yeah, how did you see the fight, man? Was it a robbery? What did you see? Uh, let us know what is, what's going on, JP. Uh, man, uh, Merry Christmas. First of all, Merry Christmas to, uh, yourself, Willa, Janelle, RC out there, <clears throat> everybody who contributes to the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, man, I hope your families are well, bringing the season, keeping Jesus in mind and family and togetherness. And uh, I hope everybody has that, uh, spirit and heart. <clears throat> um, the weather, let me address the weather. Um, it's beautiful. There's a slight chill in the air, as there should be. 
on the your Christmas Eve Eve, as my daughter is saying. Um, there should be a slight chill in the air. See, that's the problem. It's motherfucking 78 out there. It should not be 78 anywhere on Christmas. It should be a slight chill in the air at the very least. Um, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> on to the fight. <laughs> on to the fight, man. Millie Mill. Um, you know, for the first time ever, I have a critique where I'm going to say, and I've never had this thought watching him fight, that I, I feel like he left a lot of meat on the bone or there was a lot left on the table, meaning the lack of putting punches together. For the first time, I feel like he he just was – it was so much left to the body. That same shot that he put Lubin out with, that was there all night because they were, you know, headhunting. It's the one-two up top, you know, and, and to what Willow was saying, he was definitely overextending on some of the punches. You know, it could be, you know, him wanting to do well. It's their big showcase on Fox. Understandable. But uh, there's a lot left on the bone as far as him, you know, following up on these combinations, even when they were missing, when he would miss with the uh, the, the left, the one-two, when he would extend on it, Harrison would be out of place if he would just follow up, you know, and to the body right there and throw another one-two. You know what I mean? That was there, and I think that was actually there for both of them all night. But um, did he lose? Hell no. You know, to address that, it's like I've never seen a dude lose his belt. In my recollection, now y'all correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I've ever seen a dude lose his belt with with less, you know what I mean, with that much done against him. I don't feel Harrison, and I agree with you, Will, I feel like Harrison was – Fighting, you know, kind of in survive mode, but, you know, doing enough punches to where you're not totally thinking that. But he was definitely on the the back foot all night long. He put together some good jabs, some good straight rights here and there, countered well time from time. <clears throat> but Jamal just on sheer aggression, Jamal just on sheer aggression, you know, it's like you take a man belt for that unanimously, I, I just can't see it, dude. So I'm – Shocked by the card And I don't know you, I guess we never can say PBC fighters are getting house treatment Because these fucking you know dark redhead step- Yo You know what I I really think I, I'm having I really think that him and Al Heyman Going through some issues or whatever And he threatened to leave Al Heyman And I don't know because like I totally agree with you I've never seen a champion lose it, uh, uh, Lose that belt like that You know what I mean and it's kind of it's I, it, it, it's really ridiculous. I'm really wondering my, it's kind of first theory like that. It, it's him and Heyman. My conspiracy kind of is yeah. My conspiracy is WBC said you're not taking that test. You're not having that bill. You know. I don't. I, 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 I my think conspiracy was something, something along the line of. My conspiracy was something along the line of um, shit. Maybe Al like, yeah, these niggas getting too big headed. Let me get them hungry again. Cause you know Jamel finna go crazy. That nigga finna go crazy. He with him with an L. You could tell his mentality. Like he gonna train so hard. Whoever up next. That now, nigga now, say he, he don't play. He don't next. play video games. He say he don't play video games no more because he hate losing. And he shed a tear at the I'm conference. Telling you. I'm telling you, I, his mentality is like that. Jamal not like that so much. But Jamel is, you know, he's going to go super hard. Like, I love to put him up against, I feel heard next right now 
will be his best shot for a fight like that because he's going to train out of his mind because that's just how I judge his mentality. But um, it, it was crazy, man. I feel like Al might be, like, purposely doing this to inspire him. You know, these guys have kind of had a yellow brick road to some degree laid out in front of them. These dudes have been around damn near a decade or something, it feel like at least. And we just starting to get you to fighting somebody really worth a damn. And this shouldn't really been that good of a fight. Yeah, I think it's just no way Tony Harrison should have won the fight. But um, uh, it's unfortunate, man. But I think it might, if we're talking mental games by Uncle Al, um, this is to only motivate Jamel Charlo even further. <clears throat> now, I think that I think that's excellent points. Uh, everybody is on point. You know, Janelle is on point today. I th- you know, it was always, always, always Char- today, today. But Jamel Jamel Charlo left a lot, like you said, JP, a lot of meat on the bone. That's exactly what I would say. Because you're right. You know, he didn't show the skills that we've seen. So you know, Janelle says he doesn't have these skills. But we've seen him drop somebody with the body shot. You know, we've seen him do look body work. It, Jamel isn't Jamal, and Jamel looked like Jamal last night. And I think that was all hype because he's the hyper one. He's the hype guy. I think he was just, just like Wilder. I think, the, the, you know, these guys had a lot of pressure on them. And pressure sometimes gets to you. Uh, you know, but most of the guys, when you're good enough, the pressure won't make you lose, and I don't think Jamel lost. I think we all agree he didn't lose. But I think there was a lot of pressure on him. Now, in regards to, you know, this uh, him not wanting to see Heard all of a sudden, you know, Janelle knows this, and, and, and you're, you're a smart guy, Janelle. You know this, that, you know, some styles are better for some styles, Right. So if you're fighting like Jamal, not Jamel, because Jamel wasn't fighting like Jamal, but if you're fighting like Jamal, or you're, or, uh, Jamel wasn't fighting like Jamel, he was fighting like Jamal. Uh, so if you're fighting like him, or if you're fighting like Wilder, a guy that's just trying to survive, he can survive on you, you know? And if he's a veteran and he's just trying to survive, he can probably do that. You know, there was a few times where Harrison got rocked, but he, you know, he was strong enough to, to stay in there. He wasn't getting hit with multiple shots. So he could survive. If I want to survive, I can survive. And that was his technique. Against a big-ass guy like Hurd, all Hurd has Hurd is going to hang on you. It's a different style. So you're going to get tired. Uh, you're going to get tired fighting Hurd because he's coming forward, eating all your shots, and hanging on you. So it's a whole different style. We can't compare what her would do to Harrison or, you know, or when he's fighting these guys because it's a different style. Coming forward against Jamel Charlo is what he wants you to do. You see what I'm saying? He's at his best when the guy's just walking forward. And guess what? That's what her does. Harrison ain't at his best when somebody's just hanging on his ass. You know what I'm saying? So we can't just compare we can't just say just because he looked bad against a guy that was trying to run that he has no skills and he doesn't want to see her. I think that's unfair, and I think that's a little hate. What do you say, Janelle? Well, well, on that same note, you see, Trouble did land some good shots against the guy and couldn't drop him. I don't, I don't think he knocked her. And her is a big boy, man. And Charlo, Charlo doesn't have the versatility as far as to, like, 
to create angles. He's not he's, he's not that versatile. And I think Herb is gonna muscle him into submissions. I, I, I are you sure Jamel Charlo? Are you sure Jamel Charlo huh? is not that versatile? No, both of them are not. They're both very okay. basic fighters, if you ask me. Both of them, man. But so is Mikey Garcia. I, I mean, they do the one thing, yes. They are one-two fighters. But, but Garcia is a basic fighter. He's just Garcia's, excellent. You know what I'm saying? Mikey Garcia is basic. What are you, crazy? He's fundamentally, he's got the fundamentals. Come on, come on. You don't compare That's what basic to Mikey is. Garcia. Fundamentals is basic. Yo, you're just a, a, a one-two Garcia, puncher. He has versatility, man. He throws in the bonus of shots. He doesn't go to the body enough as Mike Garcia. He doesn't work the body enough. I mean, when he went against Broner, he did work the body against Broner pretty well. Again, he finds a bigger, a bigger, strong guy. He did work the body against Broner pretty well. But uh, normally he doesn't go to the body too much. I, I just think Garcia. you're discrediting. I think Jamel didn't look good, and you're just discrediting what he's God, doing. I've been saying that for the longest, though, too. Heard never looked. When does Heard look good? When does he look look good? He muscled no, like he just hung on no, Laura the saying. whole time. He's over, he's overpowering guys at his weight class. It's because the guy is like extremely big for division. He overpowers guys. But I don't see Charlo. Okay, Laura was doing good. I thought Laura won the fight close against. Um, I think he won a close fight and against. And he got Earth. tired. But. Exactly, there's exactly. One thing you and got, there's style. one thing you got to – And that's her style. There's one thing I'm that saying, you got to give Charlo's credit for. But the, there, hold, there's one thing you got to give the Charlo's credit for. If you say they basic skills and all that, these boys do not get tired. I don't – listen, listen, listen. And neither does Lowe, but he got tired that fight. Why is that? It's because the guy is so much he's bigger old. and stronger for that weight class. No, no. It's because he's so much bigger and stronger for that weight class. And Charlo loads up. He loads – no, no. If you watch last night, he was slowing down last night. He was slowing down because he was loading up so much and missing a lot of shots. He's going to load up with Hurd. He's going to hit Hurd everything he got, and Hurd's going to keep on coming. He's going to keep on coming, and that's going to slow him down. It's like with Kel Brook and Triple G. He kept loading up with Triple G, hit him with some hard shots. Yes, he was winning the round, but you saw Triple G wasn't going down. He kept coming, kept coming, and got a knockout. I see that happening with Hurd and Charlo. I'm telling you, man. And Charlo's... He's not gamed or disciplined enough, nor not mental capacity to go 12 rounds and win a jab offense. He's going to be eager. He's going to be eager for a knockout, thinking he can get it. He's going to be super eager, and it's like, hey, Hurd is going to get him. So this, so Charlo is just a dumbass nigga that he's not going to learn anything from this fight. He's not ready for Hurd right now. Okay. And that's been Hurd. All right. And Hurd also. And Hurd also walks the body too. He works the body well. He goes to that body. He's not gonna lose. I don't think Hurd is going hard. But yeah, JP, let's hear from JP. JP, what you got to say on this? Oh. Uh, I think like stylistically, it's a completely different circumstance. I tend to agree with Willamore. Um, Harrison uh, Harrison fight style is dependent upon, especially versus Charlo, who was the aggressor all night. And that won't be so in a herd Charlo fight. That dynamic will change, um, at least from time to time. Um, Harrison works definitely worked angles well, and shot the jab a really disciplined jab. You know his jab was really nice. 
uh, at a, at this elite level, he had a good, a damn good jab. He was, I think, he was able to control certain rounds and certain instances with his jab and like a straight right hand. So <clears throat> I think that dynamic will completely change where you'll have Heard just kind of coming forward and getting off shots. Now that said, Jamel was never really able to land that nothing with full leverage on it that I recall. Now, he's going to be able to do that against Hurd. Now, you know, now Jamel, from what I can tell. He stunned Harrison a few times in that fight. He stunned him a few times. But I I don't know if he landed anything with full leverage. With full Um, leverage, I don't know. At times he did. In the fifth round, in the fifth round, he caught him real good in the fifth round. He won a bunch later in the fight against the ropes. Also, um, I forgot what round it was. But um, he just um, when he held on to him. Yeah, he had that one shot when Harrison when Harrison held on to him for for like way after the 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 guy was telling him to break up. You remember that JP when he held on to him and the ref was saying break up, break up, break up. He had to sort of like give him an elbow to get him off there. He hit him. He got him with that one shot. That's the only shot I remember him landing. Really, that was no. He caught him. I thought was several times, but he's in that fight. But uh, I, ahead, I predict that um, there was so much meat left on the bone in terms of Charlo working downstairs and finishing up on these on these punches, man. I'm telling you that I predict a knockout next time. I, I'd see him getting them out before eight, because in terms of competition, I think that uh, Jamal was in far higher, uh, deeper waters than Jamel was last night, and I knew that going into the card, and. Um, yeah, I think he, he he easily knocks out Harrison next time when he watches the fight, man. Watch it again, dude. I was just I was, and and I'm not asking uh, Jamel to do something that I don't believe he can do. I believe this is in his ballpark. I'm not like saying, "Damn, dude, you gotta do this and this." And this dude was just washing him still. No, I believe Jamel gonna see this and be like, "Damn, man, if I threw like Jamal threw the uppercut from time to time, Jamel really threw no uppercuts that I remember." You know what I'm saying? And that was there. Tony was totally like, you know, let me just get rid of this right hand. You know what I mean? And he's a disciplined enough boxer to do that. Um, And so he was able to evade the right hand for the most part. But nothing significant downstairs, no uppercut, no 45s really. A lot of 45s was there. But most of all, it was finishing up after he was, uh, you know, after Tony Harrison was able to get out of harm's way, it was there after that, you know what I mean, where he's trying to get his position again, and that's where they could be following up at. But that's what I got. I feel like next time uh, Jamel knocks him out. As far as Hurd goes, um, I think it would be a total different fight. You, you know, one of Hurd's biggest, uh, the biggest assets he has is his ability to eat full leveraged shots. Laura was able to get off his, his best shit. You know, that's the thing about Hurd. You're going to get off your best shit. Now, can you hurt him? Now, we're going to see if Jamel Charlo's able to hurt him with that big old one-two down the pipe because he's going he gonna to land it. And I'm not 100% sure. And like Willis said, these kids don't get tired. They don't get tired. They, they still seem to have that strength in the 12th round, that same tenacity in the 12th. But um, I think it'd be a totally different fight. Who I have as a favorite, I, I won't call it right now. But after last night's fight, you know, uh, we're prisoners of the moment. You feel like Hurd has the advantage suddenly. 
So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, let's, there we go. Uh, yeah. Janelle, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, yeah, you just have a little feedback. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm with you, JP. I think Jamel, uh, you know, he looked, he looked like he had, like you said, a lot of meat on the bone. That's a perfect way to do it. He had a lot that he could have did that he couldn't do. And I think, me, I, I believe 100% it was because he was anxious and that he was, uh, you know, that he was trying to sh- show and prove. You know, it was a showcase. And, you know, sometimes that happens, man. But he shouldn't have got his belt taken from him. Um, after the fight, uh, Tony Harrison said that he would give him a rematch. Tony Harrison, I don't know if y'all noticed, he had on, like, half shades. So, like, one, he had on glasses that only it was only one side. It was, he was looking real weird in there, weird-ass dude. But he said he would fight Jamel Charlo in the rematch. Jamel Charlo, as hype as he is, instead of saying, uh, all right, he said, nah, nigga, you didn't win, blah, blah, blah. So smartly uh, not being a hoe, which I would have did. Tony Harrison said, well, fuck that, fuck that, give me her, and started calling out her. I, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Let's go on to the next fight. Uh, Maul comes out after seeing his brother gets robbed. Uh, he comes out to fight a guy that's a pretty tough customer, uh, Corbaugh, uh, who was uh, 28-1, and you know, not known for uh, – he had 14 KOs, but I think he was a former champion. Um, coming up, just saw his brother get cheated, just saw his brother get robbed, probably wants to cry. Um, comes out, no sweat on his body. Looks very just a strange. It just felt strange, and I felt, I felt like this could have went bad. Like when it started, I was like, "Oh no, both these niggas gonna lose." And Korbov, and when the fight started, Korbov was lighting, lighting, uh, lighting them all up with that left hand, lighting them up, you know. But Jamal was eating them. Uh, eating them like uh, mashed potatoes, wasn't getting hurt, wasn't even really – he wasn't flinching at all. He was catching two pieces to the jaw and just, you know, bite down and keep on coming forward. Um, and But he was getting some good shots off. But Korobov probably around the – you know, he probably won three or four of the first five rounds. Um, but then after round four or five, uh, Charlo sort of calmed down. You can see him gaining a little sweat. He started sweating. He started moving good. Started moving a little better, and he started shutting down that uh, that left hand of Korbov, and started you know beating him up a little bit. Um, a lot of people had to fight close. Uh, people, I guess, they thought that he should have knocked Korbov out. Uh, Korbov out, but you know Korbov only got knocked out by Andy Lee, who hit him with like some crazy ass left hand shot. And Korobov was was in that fight with Andy Lee. So um, some had him winning before he got knocked out. So, you know, Jamal is what he is. He, I think, is the more of the basic of the two brothers. But he has a lot of power and he has a lot of speed. And, you know, even though he didn't get the knockout, um, I don't know if people should have been expecting the knockout. Uh, He was was losing. uh, He was losing rounds in the middle. But 
I mean, at the beginning, but he didn't really lose too many rounds at the end of the fight, from the middle to the end of the fight. Uh, he actually didn't look that bad, but there's a lot of hate, uh, a lot of nonsense going around around Charlo because I guess he didn't look good against a guy who's only lost one time, and that was against Andy Lee, who knocked him out, uh, you know, with a crazy-ass left hand. Uh, Janelle, I know you want to hate on this Charlo also, uh, so now is your chance. Go ahead and explain to us what was so bad about what we've seen, what was different about what we've seen, and what he should have did to Korobov, a guy who only lost to Andy Lee uh, three or four years ago. I'm just saying those two are very basic fighters, man. Uh, Danny Jacobs or, or Canelo Washington. He gets washed. He gets washed at 160 against the elite. The same thing with his brother at 154. He gets washed with the elite at 154. I'm sorry, dog. I mean, I know you paid him to knock out Danny Jacobs. I mean, that shit was ridiculous, man. Who is this guy really fought on the level of uh, Jacobs? I mean, I mean, come on, man. Corbin. I mean, hey, he's a he's he a good talent. He, Are you he saying just he's a, who's on the who's on the level of Danny Jacobs? Get the fuck out of here! You bugging. You bugging, man. You bugging, huh? man. Yo, dog, Danny I mean, Jacobs, he mocked him. Hey, Jacobs already punked him. He punked him in front of everybody. He straight punked dude in front of everybody. He, you know what I'm saying? If he wants Jacobs, he could have been for Jacobs if he really wanted him. Obviously, he don't. It's a reason for that, man. He knows Jacobs is the most difficult guy at 160 right now. Yeah, man. Okay, I so, think Canelo knocked so what did out. you see in the fight? Hey, so what did you see in the fight that that uh, makes you think this? I've been through that. The guy, he's too basic for Jacob. And Jacob's with his length and range and the way he, um, his footwork, athleticism, and he has power. He creates angles well the way he circles around his guys. I'm cool. Jacob's is an all-around nightmare for him, man. I, hey, Jacob's going to have his way with this guy. I'm sorry. I don't think he knocks him out. I mean, but, you know, I mean, he's going to definitely hurt him at times. And who knows? The guy can't score a knockout if it comes. But I mean, he doesn't always look for knockouts. He doesn't always look for it. I don't think it's that. I don't think, I don't think that's a flaw. I'm just saying at times he doesn't, he doesn't always look for it. But he has the power to do it. A knockout, a lot of guys that yeah. went distance with him. Okay. Well, I think, hey, JP, I, go ahead, Janelle. I just think even Jacobs or Canelo. Even Triple G at this point, I don't know. Uh, Triple G is slowing down a bit, but yeah, I'll say Triple G even beats him at this point still. Still. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, I'm not hating. Well, I'm not, hey, I'm not hating on the Ace Town. I love the Ace Town, but I'm just saying it's just these two guys, man. I'm a big fan of Spence, but I mean those Charlo brothers are very basic. I'm sorry. Little head. Hey, no fan of Ace. No fan of huh? H-Town will call it the, the H-Town. It's just H-Town, no D. <laughs> hey, let's go to JP. Hey, let's go to JP. I tried to get Janelle to tell us about the fight. Um, I don't know. what uh, uh, JP, I, you could tell Jamal felt bad. He wanted to knock out. Uh, you know, at, at the, after the fight, everybody felt like they lost. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was a weird feeling. What do you think? Jamal Charlo could have did more to Korobov. You know, is there more that he could have done? Uh, you know, oh, 
What was so bad about his performance last night? What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't think there was anything necessarily so bad about it. Um, I knew going in. Now, I don't know what everyone else's perception was of Matt Korobov, but it's been a while since we've seen him in the ring. And the last, my last impressions of seeing him in the ring, and I don't know who it was against, but uh, going into the fight, I was led to believe by the commentary that he was really good, and he went out there and looked really good against someone and really kind of slick and tricky and crafty and savvy and um, all those things. So I was thinking, okay, this type of fighter is going to be tricky for, um, for Jamal. And I think, you know, on the last call I was on, if we talked about it, you'll hear me mention that. So, and he definitely was. Now, my my cons for Jamal, you know, is like he was fucking blind in his right eye because the goddamn left hand was landing at an alarming rate. You know, alarming. But, yeah, like, seriously, like, that shit was landing crazy. And it didn't only land in the early rounds, Willa. That shit was landing late. I just watched that fight this morning on YouTube with the sound off. So I was like, whoa. And I've heard some other commentary from, you know, throughout Twitterverse. And it's like, dude, if Matt Korobov had any power in that left hand, he might have put Jamal Jamal to sleep. I mean, it, it, it just seemed like he's, his fucking right eye was blind. Because, But you can also take away from that and say, hey, that's that's a plus. Now we know – Jamal Charlo's chin is fucking still You know at least seemingly You know because he was just He just ate him and his face didn't even get Fucked up or marked up or nothing like that So those are on the pro side Of things those are things you like to know about A fighter like damn can he take a Punch what happens when you know And I think the best thing for Jamal Is that he's gonna learn a lot From that fight that's a fight you Learn from because I, I, I Was certain and like I felt going in you know it's going to be dudes like Korobov who just super crafty and are able, and are going to be able to do that to a, a fighter like these dudes on their way up. You know what I mean? But I felt, uh, to me, I'm, I am I gave uh, Jamal a, a grade of a beat, you know, and I felt like, and, then, and I'll say this, if Korobov was the champion and this was in another country or something and it was Jamal coming through as the contender, he don't win that fight. You know, you can that fight could have gone either way. It depends who work you like. But you know, Jamal able to really hurt him in the twelfth round. That's good to see. You know, he landed some crispy, two crispy hands on him that really hurt him. Should have been able to get him out of there. But like I said, finishing up, they leaving meat on the bone, dog. And Jamal should have got him out of there. Any fighter that's like a real, you know, finisher. You get him out when you had him that hurt. He had him hurt enough to get him out of there, and he couldn't finish him up. You know, we couldn't finish up, and that was something I seen with both of them last night. It was instances, I think, in the fifth round or whatever with Jamel. Felt like he could have got him out of there right there. That was enough. You know, you had him reeling, so to speak. And uh, just being able to finish up, man, and so I felt like, you know, their, their straight line punching is kind of limiting, limiting them where guys, when they need to be in survival mode, they're able to do that, you know. But it all makes everything more interesting going forward. I don't feel like nobody, nowhere going to whoop neither of them. Just whoop them. Do I feel like Triple G will beat them? Triple G's an old crafty motherfucker who can sit in that pocket and get off a quick right hand when he needs to and get out. At this point of tri- Triple G's career, he's even more threatening to me 
for a guy like Jamel, Jamal than he would have been younger when he would have been gunning more. Right now, he, this is crafty, Triple G, right here. This is a 35-year-old. You know, I'm 35, Willa, Willa, 35. You are a hell of a lot more crafty about everything you do. If you go play basketball, nigga, you put your back to the basket, you spin off a of nigga, you do crafty shit. And, uh, you know, Triple G's doing hey, crafty shit. you was born in 81, you said, right? Yep, December 31st, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're 36, my G. Yeah, yeah, I'm 36. So, yeah, you crafty. You just said we were 35. I'm crafty. I'm 37. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm 36. I'm finna uh, turn 37. But um, yeah. But yeah, man, all, everything we do is is gone about very craftily. So um, that's the same thing Triple G is at this point. Now I want another thing I did see in Jamal that I really like is he's like a power boxer. I felt like he threw more uppercuts. He threw a 45 here and there. He didn't go to that body nearly enough and force him to have to fend that off. And I do believe there was three, four rounds in there where he was kind of like really on the fence about how to go about attacking this guy. But that's good, though, man. That comes in every fighter's. That comes in every fighter's career where you got an old savvy vet who they didn't written off. And Korobov's been telling us for months and years, like, hey, can I get a fight? Nobody want to fight me. And we just dismissing that, like, man, ain't nobody worried about you. No, nobody want to fight that nigga, man. You know, I don't think motherfuckers just itching to fight that motherfucker. It's low risk, high reward. I mean, low reward, high risk, you know. And and I felt that way. I agreed with him the whole time. Like, I don't think nobody itching for Korobov. You know, Andy Lee got rid of quite a few motherfuckers, surprisingly. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's about it, man. I, am I down on Jamal? No, I'm not down on him. I think he showed it. He showed skills. I think he power boxed well. You know, I think he's a, definitely showed the ability to be a power boxer. His jab, he he didn't he wasn't overextending too much. I felt like there was meat left on the bone, like finishing up to the body and kind of chasing Korobov down when he had him out of place. You know, that's the thing, man. After people get out of the way of their initial attack. They got to follow up right there, you know what I mean? That's where that's where they got shit. But people gonna be able to evade that that down the line one too. That's when you got to follow up with that that forty five or something to the body and then come back again when they trying to get their position back. But people getting out the way, especially at the high level. If, if we know this is your attack, we gonna be able to get out the way. And Danny Jacobs will be too. He definitely will be too. I don't think Canelo ain't worried about neither one of these niggas. Ain't nobody should be worried about them. They got to beat somebody. They're going to have to be. Ain't nobody should be worried about them at the top level. Canelo probably, you know, I feel like Canelo might knock them all out. You know, thank you, babe. If Canelo, you give Canelo that many clean shots, you're going to sleep probably. So, uh, yeah, man, but good. Good nonetheless makes it all the more interesting. Yeah, I don't think. Uh... As far as skill, I do think what Jamal did show us yesterday is his his ability to figure it out, and he did change. He didn't change his game plan, but he did change his game plan, if you know what I mean. He took another step in the uh, progression of the power boxing, I guess what you say, uh, what you call it, because he was getting like he was getting hit with that left a couple of times, uh, you know, the whole fight. But at the beginning of the fight, he was getting lit up with the left, like at at will, right. And he figured out he sort of like slowed down. He 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 crouched down and he started bouncing around and he kept his and he kept that uh, right up and he was waiting for it. So he didn't get hit as many times, 
but Korbov is a is is a pretty good fucking boxer. So he yeah he would hit him in there with a counter every now and then when when Ma was was when Ma was uh punching in between his punches, but he figured it out at the end, and you can see that he was he he mentally made an adjustment, and he you know he capitalized on it. You know Canelo Jacobs these guys on southpaws. I don't think they're just hitting them with the with the left hand like that. We'll see how it goes. They shouldn't be scared of them. Nobody should be scared of them. I don't think y- y'all are right. Well, I think everybody is right with that. They're not the boogeyman because they can be hit. But I think they're all good fight. Um, and I think Korobov, we need to. I know we don't give him enough credit, but he's probably up there as a top middleweight in the game. You know, just as just as people were running from uh, Danny Jacobs after he got his one KO. People were running for Korobov after he got KO. So, you know, I'm not gonna hate on uh, I'm not gonna hate on anybody. But as far as Jamel and Jamal, I'm gonna give them. You know, Jamel got a probably a, a B minus, and Jamal probably got to be uh, not a good showcase. I had a lot of you know, my dad was watching the fight because me, my dad, and my son, we went to one of their. Uh, one of their little uh, media days last year, and my dad, you know, he was very interested in the fight. He called me like, "Hey, man, them boys didn't look too good," you know, and they and they didn't, but they did. If they looked, they did look good. But as far as the showcase, that wasn't a good showcase. So I'm giving them both, uh, you know, lower Bs, and you know, I think they've got a lot to learn, and I think they are learning. And I'm not really, um, I'm not really nervous about anything that's going on with these guys. Smart guys and I think they'll learn from it, man. Um other fights, man, did did any of y'all were any of y'all able to catch any of the other fights that happened this weekend? Seen the highlights. Seen the highlights. Okay. So Derek Chisora versus Dillian White, that's how I oh, yeah. my day off last. Yeah, that's how Okay, you, yeah, that's how I, I started told you my, that was old. my. He was old and done. I told well, you. you said he was old and done, but if you saw the fight, uh, you would know that he actually. He the fuck out. No, no, he got knocked out. But the reason why if Chizora didn't, Chizora did exactly what he did the last fight. Chizora was on White's ass the whole fight, and two of the judges had him winning before he got KO'd. And it was it was a good fight, man. Uh, both of these guys, they're not really punching as hard as most heavyweights, I guess, because they were hitting each other. But, uh, you know, after a while, Chisora did get – he didn't – I don't think he even got tired. If you watch the replay, Chisora hits him with a right hand, boom, like on the top of the head. And he thinks – and he, like, stands there to look at it. And while he's standing there, you know – thinking that he got him because I thought he got him because he hit him like on the top of the head and smashed, like smashed his neck down. But Chizora ain't punching that hard. So Chizora stood there after he did it and, and uh, White came up with the left hook. It had nothing to do with him being tired. It was just he sat there to, uh, to, to appreciate his work and he got his ass knocked out. You look, if you watch that again, it, it, it happens exactly – how I'm saying it. It had nothing to do with him being tired. It was just a great punch by White at the perfect time, and he snapped his ass. It was an excellent fight. 
I had it. Uh, I had Chizora. I had Chizora losing. I think by by a round, but I, I didn't catch the, like the first round. Um, so I thought it was a good fight, and I don't think it had anything to do with him being old, you know. I mean, I just don't think it's. I think his time is done. As far as I mean, it's like I said last week. I mean, his best fight was a loss against Vitaly Klitschko. You know I mean. Yeah, I mean, and I still stand by that till this very day. Thing that you put him in there with any elite heavyweight, I think he gets knocked out. You know what I mean? He's gonna get knocked out. So it's white elite? elite? No, he's not elite. But I'm just saying, you put him in there with any elite heavyweight, as far as Wilder, as far as the best heavyweights out there, I think they all beat him pretty easily. Easily. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they they probably do. I'm not saying he's a top. No, no, probably uh, you they know, do. Him and Dillian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying. Uh, but as far as the fight went, you know, I'm not try. I'm not comparing him. I'm not comparing him to the best. I'm comparing him to Dillian White. And if we think, you know, he was on Dillian White's ass the whole fight, and he got knocked he out. He didn't do anything He really wasn't that effective, though. But he was winning. He wasn't that yeah, effective. He was, but he was winning the fight. You know, two guys had him winning the fight. Well, they had him winning, but yeah, he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't really effective. It wasn't effective aggression. It wasn't. A, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think he did anything really significant to really uh, the white. I think it was just like that, as they say, yeah. a negative it's, aggression. It's, it's like how Sean Porter. Yeah, it was two guys not time. doing too much of nothing. But they were punching, and one you know, guy got, you know, and one guy got knocked the fuck out. No, he got slept. He got slept and like tried to look back. Yeah, he got slept. And and the thing is, you know, one got two judges had him winning the fight, and he got two points deducted. You know, he was on Dillian White's ass, so he got two points deducted. He got one for like a he get hit him with like an elbow or something crazy like that, and then he might have hit him with a low blow, a low blow and an elbow, and he was still winning by a point on two of the cards. So, you know, I um, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. it. It was just like the first fight. Both these guys ain't throwing ain't throwing nothing of any significance until until the end. White came in. You know, he crouched. He was in the crouch position and hit him with that hook. That was you know that was a good shot. But besides that, you know, they both weren't even hitting weren't hitting each other with anything clean. Um, did you get to see the, anything on that, uh, JP? The highlights or anything? Weren't worried about it. You dropped the call. Uh, I guess. It. Say that again. Did, yeah. Did he dropped. I don't know. Yeah, you might have. Well, uh, we, uh, another fight, another great another fight this fight, weekend, man, fight. was uh, yeah, Carl Frampton versus Warrington. Um. It was an excellent fight. I don't know if anybody remembers, but from the last uh, from the last show, I picked Warrington to win. Uh, RC, I think, picked Frampton. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Janelle picked Frampton or not. But I saw Josh Warrington, and he's a big a big kid for the uh, for the division uh, IBF featherweight title um, on ESPN during the daytime. 
Carl Frampton was getting Carl Frampton was getting his ass whooped. I don't know if you got to check that out at, at all, Janelle or I. I didn't catch the whole fight, but I caught it from like uh, it was later in the fight when I caught it. You know how European times is different. Yeah. And uh, and I caught it in the later rounds, but uh, it was good from what I saw. And I thought Frampton would lose. I thought Frampton would lose, but. I, mean, I can't really well, call I was the only one that picked Lawrence. So. Oh, you yeah, probably yeah, got something right. Remember, now. I don't think you didn't want to talk about the fight. I think that's the fight you didn't really want to talk about last. Are you you were doing something you didn't want to? We started off the show with it. You said you didn't want to. Oh, you didn't okay. want to talk about it. So you didn't make a pick. Oh, yeah, of course. I was of around noise. Yeah, yeah. I was around noise though. When you didn't make the I pick, mean, that's what I'm saying. But of course, when you didn't make the pick, you made the pick. You see what I'm saying? Of course, that's how it works. Exactly. I officially exactly. made the pick. You know, we saw Josh Warrington. Uh, it was an excellent fight. Um, Franklin was getting his head knocked off a couple of times. I don't even think he got dropped, but he was getting bamboozled. Uh, he would come back. He was fighting, but he really he really got his ass whooped. Uh, Frampton, he had that great fight against um, Leo Santa Cruz, his first, first fight, which I thought he still lost. But, you know, that was around the time where the U.K., you know, they were making a big push. And, uh, you know, Patty and all these guys, they were back at Carl Frampton big time. But since then, he's been fighting in, like, 10-round fights. Um, another, he got another L against Josh Warrington, and he got his ass whooped, man. But it was a good-ass fight. You know, both guys were in there going hard. Uh, if Frampton had some some power, he might have could have got uh, Warrington out there because he, he was hitting them with shots. Warrington was eating them, man. He was eating them up. It was crazy, man. Uh, it was a good fight. Um, Warrington is he, he's all right, man. Let me see what other featherweight. Who are the top featherweights, man? Let's see uh, ratings. Let's go featherweight. Top featherweight. Oh, Santa Cruz, Warrington. Gary Russell Jr., um, Mares, Lee Shelby, who I think just lost. So, yeah, man, Joseph Diaz, who I think he's got an L, too. You know, they're, they're pretty stacked, man. Santa Cruz, Warrington, Russell Jr., uh, Oscar Valdez. Uh, you think Warrington can uh, stand up with any of these guys, Janelle? Uh, what was the question? Would stand, stand up against like uh, uh, Santa Cruz, Russell Jr., uh, any of the top featherweights? I mean, hey, this is why we, I mean, why we love boxing. Of course, we want to see uh, good fights like this. We want to see uh, what Warren can do against those guys. I mean, Gary Russell Jr., man, with his brittle hands, this is like why he fights like once a year. And like whoever knows with that guy, I mean, he could lose a step easily because, I mean, he fights so. Uh, so few in between. It's because of his brittle hands. So, I mean, the guy is still out of this world. But, hey, anyway, I think the fact that he's only fighting once a year, I think he's going to lose a step. And uh, next time we see him again, who knows? I mean, he definitely can. So, um, yeah, I mean, hey, man, this is why we want to see these fights, man. We want to see what he can do against those guys. Uh, 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 Santa Cruz is another good fight for him. Yeah, maybe. Just, you know, yeah, Gary Rus- Russell Jr. seems to fight every, what is that, every May. So, 
you know, maybe they can set that yes. fight up next. It's because you know, of his brutal I, hands. It's because of his brutal hands is why he fights only once a year. And it's, a, and it's yeah, a, he, that's just too much of a chance because the guy is so skilled. But, yeah, you know what I mean? He's, hey, and that's what boxing does, man. I mean, it breaks you down, man. I mean, his brutal hands, too bad. Cause yeah, I think Warrington might get on Santa Cruz's ass, man. Warrington is a big dude, and he's out there. He's out there trying to feast. Warrington is pretty good. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. You know, uh, I like what he's out there doing. Young cat. Um, yeah, he's out there trying to feast. Leo Santa Cruz is gonna have to do, you know, box like he did last time. Uh, we can see. I don't know if he's if he's gonna hold off. Hold off Warrington, man. I think those are good fights, man. I think those are real good fights, but. Uh, let's uh, see. JP still on. JP, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here, family. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, uh, man, I just think I will let me touch on that Tresor because I missed y'all. I had a call. Uh, I thought Tresor coming in was in such better shape that the fight would be totally different because he was in he was in better shape than white so i'm like damn Derek looked like he really ready to go 12 here but he just got sloppy and got caught you know got caught standing up straight and you know in the heavyweight division one one solid punch on the chin can drop you so that's what we got um do you think he was winning the fight am i here yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Said, I think. Said, yeah, I do. I think his aggression was winning the fight, and I think he had uh, White uncomfortable, but um, just sloppy, you know. And then Derek can't really. He don't got no power like that. He don't got no round changing power unless he hits you with one of those overhand right hands. So you know, White had you know has the better heavyweight power. So I'd like to see White and Ortiz. I'd be very interested to see who, who wins that fight. But I don't think White – I think White can't compete amongst the top three, those top three being Fury, Joshua, and Wilder. I think uh, Fury will be able to, you know, do his Fury thing for 12 rounds, and White and Joshua and Wilder will knock him out. So I think the next best thing for him is to go and take a pretty big fight probably in the U.K. versus Ortiz. As uh, far as Warrington go, man, look, <clears throat> I'm surprised. I'm surprised, and I've been surprised at uh, Carl Frampton since Leo Santa Cruz beat him the second time and where his career has gone since. Because the first time I seen him beat Leo Santa Cruz, I was like, damn, this dude is good. You know, he looked like the goods at that point. But then since, we've had a few losses here. So, uh, surprise. It was, I think that was an upset as far as the odds go. But uh, Josh Warrington, I've, I've looked at. Uh, I feel like he can compete with anybody. I know Gary Russell don't want none of that kind of smoke. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be scary for anybody that got to take that dude. He looked like a big featherweight. We, you know, we finna get this uh, Mares Gervonta Davis. You gonna make it out for that, Willa? Well, that's out here at StubHub. When is that? What's the date? Uh, what is it, next? It ain't too far. I believe that Abner Mares, Gravante oh. Davis, like, next month, like, I believe. Yeah. No, shit, oh, next yeah. weekend. Is that next weekend? I no, think that's next, next weekend. weekend. 
Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 27th? What is the 27th? Uh, for some reason, I have the 27th yeah. in mind. Uh, what is that? Uh, when is that? The 12th? Yeah. That's... Let me look it up. I got boxing schedule right here. Let me look that up real quick because that's coming right on up. And that's going to be real fun at the Stub Hub. That's a great time mm-hmm. for a fight of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's uh, the February. It's in February, February ninth. Oh, February, February ninth. Yeah, man. Shit, that's that's probably worth coming out to. I believe just at the stub up. Oh man, for a fight like that, that's pretty good. Well, I'm a. I already. I'm gonna be at this uh, the Garcia spit. So you know, I, I'm not back to back in it. Back to back much no, I ain't balling like that Janelle When is, when is the Garcia Spence again? That's March uh, March 16th Ninth? March 16th March 16th Okay yeah. Alright alright Damn I might have to choose myself on that oh. Yeah Jerry World for that huh? That's Jerry World for the uh, Garcia Spence Yeah yeah, that's uh How yeah. is the how that's is it looking at a fight in something that big? You've been up in that thing? Not for a fight. It's probably gonna have to be I don't think they can have a hundred thousand seats like that. They probably gonna have it cut off somewhere. I think it's only gonna be half, I would think. So you going to it I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. Uh, how's the crowd for something mix. like that out there? Is it a is it a fun atmosphere out there? Well, I went to Frisco, the last fight for the Spence fight, and it was hype. But that was a little smaller venue, you know. This is gonna be a little bigger. I don't, you know. I've only been to Dallas for a fight that one time, and it was a good time. I had a good time, and Dallas mm-hmm. is cool. It's a cool spot. I'll be in there. For sure, for sure. But, but yeah, man. But we also Warrington tough for anybody. Yeah, Warren. I think Warrington is, is is a beast out there, but. Before we leave, we also got to see, uh, you know, a guy that's trying to make, you know, we talked about White and Chisora, so we might as well talk about uh, uh, Brazil. You know, he fought some uh, Hispanic cat. Let me get this guy. Oh, shit. He fought some guy last night um, and was almost getting worked out there. Uh, what's the name? Brazil. Get this guy's name right. Yeah, Dominic, he, uh, he fought, because this guy wasn't that bad. Carlos Negron, there we go. 20 and 0, Carlos Negron, a Puerto Rican uh, Olympic fighter um, out of Miami. And he was. It was a pretty good fight. This guy, uh, this guy, Negron. I think he was like twenty pounds lighter, but he was he was giving Brazil a little work. You know, hitting him with that one two. He was the much smoother. He was the better boxer for sure. But uh, you know, at the end, Brazil hit him with the. Uh, I forgot what it was. Uh, he hit him with that right. And it was good night. I don't know if y'all saw that good uh, that that KO, but that could be. A KO of the year. That boy was sleep. 
fell through the ropes and just like and laid there. Did y'all did y'all get to see that uh any of that that fight at all? All right, yeah. all right. Well, hey, I'll jump in there. I'll jump in there. Um, okay. are you talking to me? I did. Are you talking I, to me? I just. I said y'all. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Go ahead, JP, and then Janelle. You can jump in if you saw the fight. Um, I seen it. I didn't see the the whole fight. But I did see the knockout, and I, I just want to say this, man. I've been high on Brazil for a long time. People laugh at me. People are looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. I believe in Brazil. Uh, Brazil ate the best right hand Amir Mansour could throw. Now, I know you're going to say whatever you say about Amir Mansour, but let's be honest, you know, we're talking about, you know, a top five probably right hand still at heavyweight. Um, so... He ate it, came back just like he did here, and got rid of that dude. This is a, one of them big-bodied I know because I, I didn't play football. I didn't know fought. This one of them big, big motherfuckers who just naturally really that big. It's a difference. You see, Deontay Wilder just a tall, skinny nigga. Uh, Joshua, a nigga who didn't worked out a lot. Brazil is a nigga who's really like six, seven, six, eight, off of just straight home cooking and being Samoan or whatever the fuck he is. You know what I mean? And that's a different body. That's a different strength. That's a different power. That's a diff that's a that's a big man right there. It's a difference. I think and I think that that adds to his resilience. You know, he able to take these these punches from these dudes now. We know Joshua whooped him up. You know? Uh so I don't have a lot to say there, but I still believe like Wilder will struggle against him because Wilder don't got the fundamental. Wilder will be out there head hunting, you know. So I've been high on. But it, you can head hunt against him. See, so you, uh, you didn't watch the whole fight, so you didn't you didn't see him just getting tagged. No. He, he was looking worse than Charlo. Like he was just getting hit. Really? Like that guy was hitting him when he wanted to hit him. Really? He was losing the yeah. fight. I'm gonna go back and, and just, watch it. Then he but, uh, with that ice. He hit him with that ice and had that boy like, yeah, that boy like hit the ropes and then just like slept there for a couple of seconds on the ropes. Big dominant was out of there. And you know he'd been chasing Wilder for years. He'd been calling out Wilder ever since that incident and blatantly calling out Wilder. Now you can't blame Wilder for you know because Wilder got bigger, big things popping, but uh, Brazil wants him bad. That's known. And Wilder don't pay no attention. Maybe none of them. I can't blame him because well, he's he, on the bigger business. But Wilder was there. Hey, man, Brazil, Brazil and White got the same treatment. Both, uh, you know, Joshua was at the White fight. Uh, uh, Wilder was at the Brazil fight. And both guys, you know, called out, called out their respective champions. You know what I'm saying? And they both got the same thing. You know, hey, come on, man. I got bigger fish to fry out here. But, you know, maybe if these don't go, if these three fights don't happen, then maybe I can get you that. So both of those guys felt, you know, the, probably the same. But Brazil didn't look too good, man. But he gave that boy that ice. And when you can give somebody the ice like that, you know, you always you always got a chance. But he was getting popped up. He has no deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I still like to see him against an Ortiz, a White, all of them. He lies yeah, against yeah, yeah. all of them. He lies. So, 
good to have him in a heavyweight division. He's better than a Chris Ariola ever ever was. He's you know somebody gonna have to beat him down you know to get him out of there. So I like to see him against Joshua Parker. You know Parker's ass need to fight somebody soon. So just makes makes the heavyweight division all the more interesting. Uh, that's a bit. Hey, Janelle, you got anything on the Brazil Brazil fight? Did you check that out at all? No, I was sort of close to the knockout. Okay. Well, yeah, that's definitely a KO of the year. Uh, that's definitely. We're, we're gonna. And speaking of KO of the year, I'm pretty sure we will have our uh, our annual. Um, you know, our annual yearly awards next week. Uh, I think we still, yeah, it'll still be, I think it'll be the 30th or something like that. So we've been, uh, yeah, we'll do it for the new year. Hopefully RC will be alive. Haven't heard from him, but I know he's probably in a deep sleep, man. But before we get out of here, uh, Janelle, you got anything you got to, you want to say before to the people for everybody celebrates Christmas? <laughs> yeah, the Charles are basic and, and that's <laughs> basically all. That's that basically good, all, yeah. Cool, great. Good, hey, I'm I'm uh, said by a straight, uh, you know, the straight hater. I'm giving him a chance to tell the people Merry Christmas, and all he can do is hate on the brother man. JP, before we get out of here, man, anything you want to say? Oh, showing all um, that good stuff, my man. Oh, yeah, go check me out. Check me out, uh, Relatively uh, Black and Fat Podcast, uh, iTunes, uh, Blog Talk. That's how you can find us. You know, we get on different shit. Willow's on there. You can find Willow on there doing his thing, as usual, getting busy. Um, as far as the fights this year, Willa, how we want to do this, man, is let's make it official. So you got to, you know, you got to do the producer work, but, Send us all like a, a list, uh, um, some some votes, uh, like a ballot for knockout of the year, fighter of the year, um, prospect of the year, whatever, whatever. And we can all have our votes when we come into the show, and we can uh, have a unanimous winner if we can all come to some unanimity, if that's the word. But uh, I think that would be a good way to do it, man, so we can, like, make it official, the outsider's. Uh, motherfucking awards officially. Who's who is the fighter of the year? Who is who has the knockout of the year? Been some good knockouts this year. Been pretty good boxing for year 2018. Can we complain? I don't know if we complain. I don't think we can complain. We got Canelo Triple G. We got. I don't think we got the big fight. You know, which right now is Wilder or AJ. Looks like that's projected for 2019. Um. I think 2018 may be better than 19 is setting up to be. I don't know. So early 19, we got Spence Garcia. We got, you know, we got some good stuff to look forward to. But I think overall 2018 was a boxing year that you you can't complain about. Um, we're tr- transitional, I feel, like it's a new breed coming in and the old stalwarts like uh, Triple G, those older names and, the Lara's of divisions who've been reigning the top for nearly a decade. And <clears throat> these people are trans- going to be transferring out and we'll have this new younger breed coming in at a lot of divisions. So exciting times. Uh, Merry Christmas to all and uh, everybody have a good time, man. 
Yeah, appreciate that, JP, man. Appreciate you coming on. Hey, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have the um, – we're definitely going to have a little ballot going around. I think RC is going to definitely be on that. If not, I'll get on that. But uh, we'll do that next Sunday. Um, I want to thank everybody again. I want y'all to comment, share, do all that good stuff. Uh, have a Merry Christmas from me and my man, RC. RC, we want to tell you, have a Merry Christmas, man. And, uh, yeah, Outsider Boxing Podcast will holler.
I didn't cop and I ain't even shout. I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out. Now all I want for Christmas is my six foot Chevrolet and a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly. Ain't that something? Uh-huh. Nah, ain't that nothing? How it's Christmas time? And my rhyme steady bumping. Everybody happy, happy. Hair still nappy. Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy. Catch me giving out turkeys at the church. Don't try to work me. Just stand in line and everything gonna be fine. Holla at your folks, boys. Going down. Ain't no helps from no elves. Just a dog pound. And we passing our gifts. Blazing up flesh. Christmas on the road. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Santa Claus. I believe 76 was the year. Girls and boys full of joy with the season cheer. Smell the sky, hella pies and cakes getting baked. To be ate after everything gone off your plate. But wait, not tonight. It's straight beans and rice on the table. Are we able to receive tonight? I wonder what the morn bringing so it's hard to doze off. Three o'clock in my socks, I crack the dough off. Hoping when I open the door, I see Santa. Now who the hell is this in this blue bandana? Messing with the boxes that's up under the tree. Look like Santa Claus and crossed into a woman to me. Now I'm coming to see the whole picture get clearer. How we have less as x get nearer. Mirror, mirror, please, it seems I've been deceived. And thank it, thank trick for the gifts I received. So I creep back and act like I ain't even peeped it. This'll be me and mom's private seat. Santa Claus is coming straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus is coming straight to the ghetto. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. 